Blog Talk Radio. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you Look at Veronica's mm. part of this too. 
Mm-hmm. And to me, this whole thing boils down to one thing and one thing only. When you play teams as often as these teams are playing, mm-hmm. Trent Frederick started this a few games back with Tom Wilson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that Tom Wilson is a punk. No question. He's an absolute punk. No question. On any other team in the league, you know, outside of a couple, you know, like a an Edmonton or a Toronto where they need to protect the scorer, he's not in this league. He's he's a bit, little bit better than John Scott, but at the end of the day, the first name that comes up to mind is David Clarkson, and David Clarkson mm-hmm. without um, Zach Parise and Ilya Kovalchuk was um, out of the league in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know Wilson. First name probably that comes to my mind when mm-hmm. I think of, of of Tom Wilson possibly is Sean Avery. Um, another guy, yeah. you know. Avery that. was a good uh, player until he got to New York. Until he got to the Rangers and started to feel himself. Sean Avery was a good hockey player. Mm. Sean Avery was a pest. If like I'm gonna if I'm gonna put Sean Avery in there, I, I would just liken him to a guy like Brad Marchand. Mm. To me, Tom Wilson goes into the same category in this league right now of playing today of like an Evander Kane mm-hmm. who when it comes to nut cutting time he buries his head between his legs and skates away mm-hmm. yeah and, 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 and so you start with this we know what he did we know there was an injury to Brandon Carlo we know mm-hmm. there was Clearly, a hit. There, there was a hit to the head. Now, again, you can argue certain things. Was it was the, you know, point of contact the head? I, I, I know we can. We, again, we talked I, about this before. We can, we can argue. But the Terry, fact Scotty, is, I, I hate, I hate the wording on the rule. Right. Oh, yeah. Legitimately, I hate, hate the rule. Mm-hmm. I hate. The rule stating the primary point of contact has to be the head. I hate that part of this rule because that's not, it shouldn't be the rule. Don't hit somebody in the head. Mm-hmm. Period. But continue. Because right. I'll, I'll, we'll go the, the fan versus the person who played part of this. Right, and, and I and I understand you, and, and you you again, you know better than I do, having mm-hmm. played. Um, but the fact is, there was point of contact to the head. He is a repeat offender. Do I think seven games is enough? Nope. You nope. multiply seven games to what this would have been potentially in an 82-game regular season. So if you say it was 56 instead of 82, it would have been 10. Do I think 10 is is enough? 
You know, it goes back to something we've said before, George. Mm-hmm. If Brandon Carlo comes back to the Boston Bruins in under 10 games or under seven games in this, in this sense, mm-hmm. I'm okay with the punishment. I'm okay with the seven games. If he doesn't, and again, you can't make, you can't be the league and say, well, wait a minute, you're out. But no, you can't do that. But then maybe you can make the argument it should have been longer. But the league has to do something. The league has to do something so these repeat offenders, especially, either get to the point where they find a way to clean up their act or they're out of the league. Hmm. I. I, look, here's the one thing I'll say about Wilson. Wilson's last mm-hmm. questionable play was 2018, and he got 20 games for it then. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with it. If you didn't watch the game, you didn't see what led up to the hit. Right. Everybody that watches hockey has seen the hit. Mm-hmm. Bruins and Capitals fans have seen what led up to it. Mm-hmm. I think it should have been an indefinite suspension. I think it should have been a, maybe the rest of this year. Not because of what happened, but because it was if you had if he had done that in look, and I and I was just saying this on Twitter to somebody. Mm-hmm. Sports and real life are not the same thing. But I'm gonna use the real life analogy here. Mm-hmm. This was premeditated. Mm-hmm. He got trucked in the neutral zone mm-hmm. and got up and said, I'm going to hit the next person I can, mm-hmm. which is Brandon Carlo. Mm-hmm. There's a different – Peter LaViolette should be fined. By, see, this is where the problem, my problem with the league is. You can't – I'll take this in two things, but I'll, I'll, I'll circle back. You know how I do, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Shit. That's not you. That's just fucking goddamn cold in my hands. Okay. So, mm-hmm. for those of you who can't believe what Ovechkin said, especially fucking Joe Haggerty, who is the biggest idiot on the planet, the Boston mm-hmm. hockey media is – like mm-hmm. for the, as great as the Boston, like everything else media, the Boston hockey media, not named Tim Rosenthal of Bruins Daily, mm-hmm. and a couple other people, Kevin Paul Dupont mm-hmm. of the Globe, um, mm-hmm. they're all fucking soft. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Murphy, um, Joe Haggerty, they're fucking soft. Mm-hmm. How can Ovechkin say this? How can Olaviolette say this? What the fuck are they going to say? Please, tell me what they're supposed to say. Please, tell me. Tell me what they're supposed to say. Oh, he's a piece of shit. He should get suspended for life. No. He's their guy. Without him, they don't win a cup two years ago. 
Without him, no Ovechkin gets headhunted. Okay. So in the game, the Bruin, after, you know, the, the after Tom Wilson answered, and look, and kudos to him for answering. Last week on this show, uh-huh. I talked about um, um, Lindgren from the Rangers not answering the bell. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kudos to him for answering it. Uh-huh. The problem is, is that when you're one of the, and I'm not even going to say one of the better players on the team because he's really not. He's not. He's a top six forward because he protects the greatest forward that the the organization's ever had. Uh-huh. But when you're in the box, they don't put Ovechkin out as much because uh-huh. they're afraid, especially uh-huh. when you do dumb shit. Uh-huh. Well, it's it's it, it, it's like it, it's like the to take a baseball analogy, it's like the pitcher that goes and hits the best guy, especially in the American League, on the op, mm. on the opposing team. And then it's yeah. your turn to go up to go up to bat, and you know your best guy is going to get plunked, you know, nine times out of ten. In retaliation. Unless, unless Mike Machine is pitching. Mm-hmm. But this was no different than when Petey used to hit A-Rod, um, Jeter, and Soriano all the friggin' time. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear sweet baby Jesus. Don't tell me that the NBA used Pat McAfee to introduce fucking Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Did they? I think so. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Oh, no, they didn't. No, oh, no, I was going to say, they should have had it. He's been dunking on little white kids on the internet since he was 10. Um, this is, fucking, this is what the problem with Twitter is, and me having it open. Um, but that's my problem with Wilson. And the Bruins did the right thing. He answered the call to to Tenorti. Tenorti's not a guy the Bruins are going to miss for five minutes. But guess what, dickhead? You're uh-huh. the guy your team's going to miss for five minutes. Uh-huh. And if Laviolette wasn't a fucking sad sack, who's probably on his last job. Look, if it doesn't work here for him, who the fuck else is going to hire him? I'm not, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I, I know Columbus will because, you know, him and Torts take the same two jobs because, oh, we got to hire an American? <laughs> okay, we'll hire these two. Right. Right? Where, like, I don't know, DQ is really good coach. Um, it's just that the Ranger team's not that good. But... Um, But the but the Bruins did the exact right thing. They put up three on the time that Wilson's out of the box, and all of them kind of waved to him when he was in there. Mm-hmm. You know, at what point does Ovechkin or oh, and Ovechkin can't say anything this week because of his pure pull cue shot to Trent Frederick in the dick. 
It must be great mm-hmm. to live rent free in the entire team's head like Trent Frederick does. Mm-hmm. Right? So Ovi can't say anything. No. I don't think Oshie's that kind of guy. But somebody there has to say to mm-hmm. Tom Wilson, um, you're Enough too fucking enough. important to this team. You're right. just way too important to this team to be doing dumb shit like that. Now, to the point of this, where, and Scotty, you've known me for 20 years. You've known me as long as mm-hmm. I've known my wife. You know mm-hmm. the following statement is not the one that I like to use. Well, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you didn't play. Because I didn't play at this level either, but I played. Right. You don't hit somebody when you see their numbers. Correct. Under the goal line. Correct. You don't hit somebody against the boards and drive through the boards, especially in the corners. Correct. You don't launch. And I don't care what LaViolette said about, oh, he didn't leave his feet. Well, he launched. Because if Mm -hmm. he stays down and keeps the shoulder tucked, he hits him in the Mm -hmm. sternum. Fine. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that he fucking leapt up to do it. Mm -hmm. That's a charge. First of all, it's a charge. You don't have to leave your feet to charge somebody. Correct. Two, if mm-hmm. you if your point of contact is the shoulder, you might as well just say the point of contact there is the head, because that's what mm-hmm. you're going to hit when the player is sandwiched against the boards. This player mm-hmm. was engaged already previously in mm-hmm. the NFL. It would have been a 15 yard penalty. The referees that's, that's in exactly- that game. The referees for that series, and this is the problem with the two-game series referees, because the Mm two-game series in this case, they lost control of the game Wednesday night, and these guys said, Mm -hmm. well, they're not going to fucking call anything. Let's do it again. Mm -hmm. Let's run around like chickens with our heads cut off, and let's keep it moving. How you doing? Keep it moving. Well... Mm -hmm. This is what you get. This is what you get. This is what the league wanted. Because if the league didn't want this, they would have said, let's get these two guys out of there. Mm-hmm. Really? No question. No. No question. George, everything, everything you said, is, and, and, like I, and like you said, I did not play. I, I, I didn't play the game at any level, mm-hmm. but everything you said was 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Don't hit a guy when you can see his numbers. You don't drive, drive him through the backboard. And, and the greatest analogy is what you brought up about the NFL, about offensive linemen, when you're engaged with, some, with another lineman. You don't go mm-hmm. up. And everything that you can't do is what Tom Wilson did. Yeah. And and you're right. Pete, you're right. The average fan has gotten, listen, you know, we, we, we use the, the phrase a lot, coach speak. 
and, and that's what Laviolette did, like you said. What is he going to do? What is he going to sit there yeah, and do like, when, when, like his, a, when his player is having a, a, a in-person hearing with the league? What is he going to sit there and do and say, oh, he, 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 you know, even though he didn't leave his feet, he charged at somebody. He's not going to say that. So I, I understand what Laviolette said. I, I, I completely understand what Laviolette did. He, he, he just yeah, like, it, it, even Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Like here, let me, let me see if I can. I'm trying to think of which, if it's on this Twitter. Oh, here. Um, Ovechkin describes Wilson's seven-game uh, seven suspension for boarding Carlo as a joke. Ovechkin agreed with the call on the ice. Of course he fucking did. Huh? Like, what the fuck? Like, see, what the fuck did you think he was going to say? Right. Right again. This is this is this is you know Ovechkin. You call it you call it coach speak in its own way. But that, but that's that that's what he has to say. Yeah, you know, he has he, to, uh, and he can address it. That's when you legitimately, at the end of the day, say, "Hey, we're going to handle this internally." Hmm? Now, I think if George McPhee, think about it. I think if George McPhee's still there. I bet you he gets mm-hmm. cut. And we know he's going to pass waivers because he makes too much money. And we know mm-hmm. nobody's going to touch him on the waiver market. It's the reason why Adam Henry got um, waived. Because there's just mm-hmm. it's too much money. Right. And, and it's right. And, and, and listen, you know, say it or not, you, you have to respect Jeff Gordon for saying to TDA, listen, if you do this again, you're done. And he did it again. And guess what? He was I, gone. And the organization has I said, have a bigger don't... problem with that. Because that's not mm-hmm. on ice shit. Mm-hmm. That's off the ice shit. Mm-hmm. And that shit that you have, that you put up with, you put up with a media whore of a goaltender for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people think about his politics. TDA would help this Ranger Gate team a lot better. Oh, there's no, there's no question. There's no question, especially when you were, you know, with the with all the injuries when you were playing Jack Johnson and Brendan Smith. That TDA would have been an upgrade over either of the aforementioned. Yeah. No, no, no question. Yeah. But I respect the fact, I respect the organization for saying, and he said, listen, I'll go to Hartford. I'll, I'll go to the American Hockey League. I just want to play. And, and the organization said, fine, but it's going to be somewhere else. It's not going to be here. You will never play another game with this organization. Yeah, listen, I still I don't like that thing. I agree. I, I, you can argue that, but I respect the fact that they stood to their gut. I don't okay. respect, and, and, but see, my thing is, is I don't, ex, I don't respect their guns on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like, listen, we we I, don't I, know I, what happened behind closed doors. Yeah, but no, but this is. I I believe that I, I have a pretty good feeling. I have a pretty good knowledge of what's gone on. And it has all mm-hmm. to do with the politics. 
Mm-hmm. They were just wait. It was kind of like they couldn't suspend him. They couldn't do anything with him because of the politics. But they were going to find mm-hmm. the fucking thing to get rid of him. It, it's it's like it translates this into the real world. It's like when you work for an employer and they want to get rid of you, but mm-hmm. they know they can't because they have nothing on you. But that first little thing you do. Mm-hmm. That the guy sitting in the next cubicle from you did the same thing, and nothing happened to them, but you're walking on the unemployment line. Mm-hmm. Because they found a way to do it without, in this case, having the NHLPA step in and say, hold on a minute, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Which, is what, which is what would have happened. But in this case, the PA has nothing to say. No, because the, the PA can, or because here's the thing: it was like the perfect storm mm-hmm. for him because Correct. the PA can't defend him because of the COVID thing. All right, the PA is not going to defend him because the NHL has gone all in, and oh boy, it's going to happen this week. I fully believe it's going to happen this week, or I'm actually going to say what I wanted to say last week, and then I said, "Nah, fuck it." But I'm going to do it tonight, towards the end of the show. The PA has no, it can't say anything, because the NHL is pushing diversity and equality and all this bullshit, because Mm -hmm. it looks good, because Michael Rubin, the guy who owns Fanatics, which runs the NHL shop, Mm -hmm. and his partners in the ownership group of Harrison Blitzer that own the mm-hmm. New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. By the way, nobody talks about the fact that Michael Rubin is a part owner of the Devils and the Sixers. That's not a little insider trading there, huh? Mm-hmm. They don't want to say it, that, but he what? is pumping money into this league by fanatics having you know, the contract and selling everything and every team being in bed with fanatics Uh to the point where he might as well run for the next commissioner because hell he's close enough anyway. Uh And it's the, and it's the only league. It's the Mm -hmm. only league. The national hockey league is the only league in which, the fanatics logo is mm-hmm. on is on merchandise that is worn on the field. None of the other leagues. Well, that's the because that deal logo. is so the Adidas deal is so shitty. The Adidas part of the deal is so bad. The NHL wants out of that Adidas part. The NHL is hoping well, Adidas says we want out. Yeah, but it's going to end up, yeah, but you know where it's going to end up? It's going to end up with Fanatics. Hmm? Fanatics is going to end up making the well, jersey Fanatics, for the Fanatics owns Majestic. I mean, it's not like. Oh, do they? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's who makes the gear. It's all Majestic stuff that's just Fanatics. Mm-hmm. And I so forget what hat company Majestic, they bought. Did they, did they, buy, they didn't buy New Era, did they? No, they're not in the Did they buy? No, 
No, Twin still operates. Um, right. I forget who it was, but it, it's definitely maybe it's top of the world or something. No, who did Lids own? Could they? Zephyr, right? Uh, Wasn't Zephyr Lids? Zephyr, yeah, yeah. Then it's Zephyr because they bought Lids too. I yeah, I've seen that. I saw that. Yeah, that that's even that. worse. That, yeah, well, don't don't get me started on that. that yeah, that's, that's a story. That's a, that's another night show. Oh yeah, that's a that's yeah that that that's, that yeah. That's an off season episode of the show. Well, well, you can, well, 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 just just say this. No matter which site you go to, same shit. Okay, and you can you can right, you can play around and, and you can go site to site to site to see who's got who's got the discount of the day because one of them is going to have. Whether yeah. it's whether it's whether it's the NHL shop, whether it's Fanatics directly, or whether it's Lids, that one of them is going to have some Band's sort of Edge. I mean, I don't know why you're why you're doing all that work since I gave you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you're doing all that work. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I know, but you but you know what I, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean, but I, I don't know why you're doing all that work. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> But but yeah but you, but you know yeah but you know what I mean yeah. George it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. that one of them's gonna have something off yeah. and it's the same stuff yeah and it's not it's not just the same stuff but it's the same size run so if you so if you can't get it on mm-hmm. one you can't go to the other and get it no because it's, it's not one like... warehouse yep uh huh. Oh, and my favorites when you order multiple items from them, and one gets shipped from oh. uh, Jacksonville, one gets shipped from Las Vegas, one gets shipped from this mm-hmm. place, and you get six boxes. All right, enough about mm-hmm. this. I can bitch them on about them all day. Um, somebody was supposed to um, join us at nine. But he hasn't answered me back yet. No. Let's see. Because um, I'm sure he could talk about this. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Adidas wants out of this. I, I legitimately went after them the other day, too, for something. Because I, I feel like you have to go after Adidas. Because they just are a bunch of dumb fucks. Um, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. um, the OV pool cue shot to uh Trent Frederick's mm. balls. You're mm. better than that, Alex. <laughs> like, you're just better than that. Mm-hmm. And legitimately, yeah, I, I... it's all because it, it was like two games against the same team. And look, and I get it, contentment breeds. You know, I heard Mark Stone Friday night, um, Say you know when they're playing the Sharks, say we're not going to get into that goofy, you know. And you know you want to say we don't want to play that goofy bullshit, you know that they want to play. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just here for four points. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're playing our backup goaltender tonight, so we're really not here for the goofy shit because uh, Oscar Dan sucks. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we went out and got Robin Leonard. Because Oscar Dan sucks, but he couldn't say all that. I can say all that, right, right. Um, 
And again, and again, this is the, this is the thing. Every we, we talked about this on on last week on last week's show. Mm-hmm. Everything the league is doing now, COVID related, and put that in air quotes, because mm-hmm. they're making up stuff as they go along. Everything yeah. they're doing now, COVID related, okay, mm-hmm. needs to go away by the time we start next season. I do not. Yeah, I, I, I don't do want to see this want, again. I do not want to. I, I do not want to see this. There is a, there is a and, it, and it's happening more and more and more because of having to make up games with COVID and, and everything mm-hmm. like that. There is going to be a four-game series between the Rangers and the Devils in Ooh. April. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You know, and, and, I'm okay, so, but you know what, Scotty? I have been a long proponent of the Devils, Rangers, and Islanders during Christmas week playing each other. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I really think the Devils, Rangers, and Islanders should play each other three times. Right? Uh, I Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't want to go back to this bullshit where, you know, you had who the fuck was it? Was it um, where Arizona and oh, um, St. Louis played seven St. games Louis in a row again? That was that was craziness. I mean, that was that was COVID related too. So they didn't. They were just you know that they were supposed mm-hmm. to. They were both. One was supposed to play. Colorado was the other one supposed to play Vegas or Minnesota? I forget. I think it was Minnesota. One of the two. I think the other team was Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so they got creative in order to not, not have, have too many games. Right. Not have to make up three weeks worth of games, you know, at the end of the regular season. Because remember, and we, we keep talking about NBC, but remember – NBC wants the the Stanley Cup Finals done by what July July fifteenth, whatever the date is, because they have to show Tokyo twenty twenty in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So they don't have enough networks to show mm-hmm. what they're required to show. You know, with Tokyo and mm-hmm. so the Stanley Cup Finals. No. So, and the NHL is 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 not going to allow them to put their their biggest games on. You know, Peacock USA, right? Or exactly on Peacock or USA Network at this point because you know they have to show the Olympics in prime time on USA. So the league has no choice, but they need to get these games done by X, Y, Z time. So anything we can do to make and, and, that happen. And, and, and let's not forget, it's not, just, it's not just NBC. Mm-hmm. It's also Canada. Yeah, CBC, yeah. So it, it's them mm-hmm. too. So it's not like it's just, the, it's just not NBC in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, right, Rogers is in, Rogers is in on that too. 
Yeah, so Sportsnet has to have it. C, uh, CBC has to have it. Plus, they're international partners. They don't want to screw mm-hmm. up either. And I'm fine with getting that done. You know, they put a week. Mm-hmm. At, they they put a couple days at the end of the regular season just in case. Anyway, there's teams that have. You know, if you look at like a lot of team schedules from the beginning, there were a lot of you know four or five day stretches mm-hmm. where nobody played just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 if you have teams that are locked into the playoffs and locked mm-hmm. into seeding, and they have games to make up, I don't think you're going to see games being made up. Or if you have those bottom four teams in a division have to make up games against themselves yeah, just for the sake of making 56, they're not playing. They're not playing. If that means they can start the playoffs two days earlier or three days earlier, they're not playing. Not happening. No, the playoffs are going to start, I think it's, what, April? No, May. May... May something in that Something like that. April. The last day of the regular season is the ninth. It's going to start the twelfth. That mm-hmm. gives them two months. Right. That legitimately gives them two months. The fifteenth would be a Thursday. Uh, right. Excuse and me. that's exactly what it. That's exactly what it does. It gives them. It gives them a normal two months. To run the to run through the playoffs and you know a, a little bit of extra time that they can they they can play with in mm-hmm. case something happens because you know they're going to be especially in the in the Mass Mutual East where basically it's a bus trip you know pretty much from city to city. Yeah. They can especially for the teams things. that are going to make the playoffs. Right, you know, they're, they're, they they can maneuver things mm-hmm. in case something happens. But I'm telling you, George, I'm telling you, there may not be a per se bubble situation in the playoffs, but there will be a Lou Lamorello situation in the playoffs. Mark my words that teams will take hotels and their players will be stuck in hotels for two months. Yeah, there definitely won't be a bubble, especially since, you know, most of the league will have fans by then. I mean, you're looking at, you know, by the start of playoffs, they're expecting half full buildings more, maybe in some places. Um, I agree. I agree. Wait, wait. Like when you look at it, and that's why points percentage is in the it's in the standings. The standings. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why that's there, and I mean, you look it, at the it, West. It, Just look at mm-hmm. the, the the Honda West. Vegas mm-hmm. has played 21 games. Colorado's played 22 mm-hmm. games. Minnesota's played mm-hmm. 22 games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not. There, the top four teams in that, outside of L.A., you know, they all have games in hand on St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And St. Louis is second to Vegas, and that's just because Vegas is a fucking wagon. <laughs> Six right, straight right, wins. Yeah. 
flowers playing on top of the world. So here you go. Here you go. Anaheim, St. Louis, 25. Mm-hmm. Arizona, 24. The Kings, 23. Colorado, Minnesota. And San Jose, it doesn't matter, 22. And Vegas, 21. So Vegas, similar to what you have in the in the Central, where Tampa's played 23 and everybody else has played at least one more game than them, with the exception mm-hmm. of Dallas, who is at 18 and has only four games in hand on mm-hmm. on, on on Tampa. So it's so it's Chicago at tw- Chicago Columbus at 26. Nashville, Florida, Carolina, 20 – oh, Detroit's got 26 also. Uh, yeah. Nashville, Florida, Chicago uh, – uh, Carolina, excuse me, at 24. Mm-hmm. Tampa, 23. And Dallas at 16. Yeah. And even if everything ended today, if Dallas won the four games, they're still out of the playoffs. Which we said last week, congratulations on – <laughs> Congratulations on riding the high goal tender last year. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we we said it last week. We said it last week. You wrote, you rode a hot goal tender, and Colorado was down to their third. Yeah. And Vegas was was shell shocked. Really was. I mean, that's all that came down to. Vegas was shell shocked because of the series against Vancouver when. Thatcher Demko just stymied them for three games. And it and it goes back to something we've said for for ages in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. A hot goaltender can win you a series. Yeah. But when but once the wheels come off, because these because these guys listen, these guys that get hot. And we mm-hmm. start talking about these hot goaltenders. These guys that get hot, yeah. they are not the, you know, Andre Vasilevskis or Mark Andre Fleury's or, or those type of guys. They're guys that were, you know, 1Bs or, or backups, and they're, and they're playing. They get, they get hot for a, for a month. And they mm-hmm. carry a team through a round or two, but when the bubble breaks, it breaks. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Um, all right, one last thing on the dumb fuck hockey week. Uh, Brett Pesci, Slewfoot, which I think is a worse play than even what Tom Wilson did. Mm-hmm. That should carry huge discipline. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, I got nothing else for like that. That that to me should have been Slewfoot should be an automatic ten game suspension because it's da- it's more dangerous than anything else. I think it's one of the most dangerous plays in hockey, and it's dumb to do. Yeah, I I I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. And and you you hear guys in the NFL say. I you know I rather in in its one way I'd rather you take a shot at my at my knees than at my head but 
you know, a slew foot in the right way can be just as career threatening as a hit to the head. Yeah. Because it could ultimately lead to a hit to the head. Correct. I, I, and again, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I hate that. That play spearing is another one. Mm-hmm. So the, they should be automatic suspensions. Yeah, 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 I'm not disagreeing with that. Now, when you look at Ovechkin's spear, I mean, that's just plain. That's just the frustration of Ovi not having a great year. But there's no, but there's no excuse for that. And, and, and again, oh, there's still no again, excuse it for it. It doesn't. It, it, and this is what it comes down to. With and, and and all of these leagues do it, and we know all these leagues do it. Yeah. But the the, the bottom line is, it shouldn't matter who it is that does it, or who's yeah. on the receiving end of it. If you do it, it's suspendable. Yeah. Yeah, there's no th- yeah, but you know what? But that's the thing, though. It's Alex Ovechkin's not going to get it. now. If Trent Frederick did that to Alex Ovechkin, oh, that would have been suspended. He would have been suspended. But yeah. Alex no Ovechkin question. does it, and it's like, uh, well, you know, he's frustrated. And I kind of mm-hmm. made the excuse for him too. I mean, I'm look, I'm, and I'm, I'm all human, but I, I kind of made it for him. But mm-hmm. it still doesn't belong in the game. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, they, 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 there are things when you're when you're frustrated. Listen, I understand being frustrated, and I understand you know certain things happening, and I understand you know guys get frustrated, and you know you're down five one and getting your tails beaten, and all of a sudden you see a, a fight for no apparent reason. Or something like that. I get that. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But, but you know, spearing or slew footing or whatever you, there is no excuse for that. No. Yeah. And like, and I, and I look at it this way too. Like, you know, I Curtis Gabriel the other night. Curtis Gabriel comes up for the Sharks. He's played in three NHL games this year, and mm-hmm. all three happen to be against the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Why is he out there? Oh, because they've had some series of Ander Kane's a pansy ass who runs mm-hmm. his mouth, and then he doesn't want to take mm-hmm. his comeuppance. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, Mark Stone leaves the game last night, and then when Pete DeBoer, Pete DeBoer, was asked after the game. He's like, yeah, you know, it was kind of precautionary. We didn't need him at that point. It was 3 nothing. It's great when you have that kind of lead and that kind of team where you can do that with your best mm-hmm. player, with mm-hmm. your with your star, with your captain. Most teams mm-hmm. aren't afforded that. Um, that luxury of being able to do it. Right. But this is where coaches have to start to think, hey, I, 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 I get it. It's real easy. To, I want to run four lines in a blowout. But maybe 
run four lines and the caveat is, all right, you guys are going to get a shift every five minutes instead of every two and a half. Uh Just to keep your better players away Uh from the bullshit. Well, first, first and foremost, let's, 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 let's say, okay, your best guys in the NHL are are playing on average about 20 minutes a night, give or take. If you can take minutes away from them in a four, nothing game in the third period and take that 20 minutes and make it 16 minutes, that's four minutes in theory that you what have. What was Kincaid's first name? For, hmm? What was Kincaid's first for name? For later in the Jeez. season. He's on the fucking Rangers. I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said they should have played him last night against the Devils. Well, no, he came in. He, he came in tonight for Alexander Georgiev after he gave up three goals in a minute one. Yeah, I would have played him last night though. You don't I, need Georgiev to beat the Devils. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, and and I went off on, I went off on last week on David Quinn. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to give the guy some props for what he did. Was it Thursday or Saturday? I can't remember which day it was against the Devils. By benching Mika Zibanejad for the first ten minutes of the second period. I think it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday. And and it it actually woke to some degree Zibanejad up. And it's something that we that we haven't seen from DQ. I'm not sure ever no. if he's been behind the Ranger bench. And that sitting his best players because they've been ineffective. Mm-hmm. And so if if he start if he starts to do that, if he does that to a guy who you know, was the the NHL leader in in average goals per game last year, is obviously a leader of this team. You know, a guy that everybody in that locker room has his back. You know, Chris Kreider saying, you know, get basically get off his back, Uh et cetera, et cetera. When you bench guys like that, it sends a message, not just to him, but up and down the bench mm-hmm. of what the expectation is when you step on that ice every shift. Because it, because it, comes, it, it, it comes down to this. If he can bench me because I'm Jad, or he can bench Chris Kreider, he can bench me. Yeah. And there's a difference when you do it that way than when you do it the way John Tortorella does it. He's just doing it out of spite. On an every game basis. Exactly. He's just doing it out of spite. He's doing it because that's just who he is. Yeah. Tortorella Tortorella does it out of spite. Correct. I I, I just kind of look at the whole thing with the Rangers, I think DQ is the right coach for that team. 
Ranger fans don't want to hear it because Ranger fans are like Yankee fans. They want somebody that's sexy to run the team. DQ isn't sexy enough for the Ranger to run the Ranger bench. And then you and, and then there's a lot of Ranger fans that are still ass hurt that Hank's wearing a Capitals jersey. And they think that DQ has something to do with it. I think that Hank has a lot to do with the reasons why Hank is no longer a New York Ranger. Okay. Hank could so have figured out it, where he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And look, he's taken up a ton. They could have moved them last year and it wouldn't hurt them going forward. It's kind mm-hmm. of like another guy in New York recently who kind of had the organization by the balls, except for the organization was like, no, you really don't. Oh. To me, this thing mm-hmm. screams of the end of Derek Jeter as a Yankee. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't want to be, oh. No, Hank should have said, you know what? If I care so much about the Rangers. Oh. Let me help him out here. He, he, listen, there was, there was a miss between Henrik Lundqvist and David Quinn going back to two years ago. Yeah. I know there, I, I know that there were issues between Henrik Lundqvist and David Quinn last year. When you saw games in which now you're starting to hear things out of David Quinn's mouth, such as Henrik got the flu for the second time this year, why he was, you know, he wasn't playing, why they they brought somebody up from the minor leagues to back up Georgiev or or whatever the reason was. So th- there was definitely a disconnect between the goaltender and the head coach for a while. That being, that being said, anytime there's a disconnect between a player and management, don't, you can't a hundred percent. And this is what, this is what fans did. Fans like to 100% blame one or the other. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's true. I think that, that part, of it is, part of it is on management and part of it is on the player. So something happened. With... And I think, I think in this case it was 100% on the player. Okay. See, I'm not going to say it's 100% on the player. No, I'm and I'm just saying this because I watched the end of Marty with the Devils. I'm not saying that. Now, I do say, I do say one of the problems and one of the, the bigger disconnects was between, last year, was between DQ and the brass upstairs. Because I do believe that the brass upstairs, meaning Jeff Gordon, and more importantly, team president John Davidson, who was in that position mm-hmm. as a New York Ranger later, late in his career, 
okay, I do believe that Davidson was in favor of some sort of a share between St. Igor Shesterkin, whereas David Quinn, the head coach, looking at the situation and going, well, I am going to put the best 20 the, – the, what I believe is to be the best 20 players on the ice, mm-hmm. he believed at that point that Alexander Georgiev was a better option than Henrik Lundqvist. Now, when it came to starting game one of the playoffs, there was no way that the head coach could embarrass the franchise goaltender who who everyone knew was on his way out mm-hmm. by playing Alexander Georgiev over Henrik Lundqvist when the quote-unquote injury happened to Igor Shesterkin. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, George, I'm not even 100% sure that there was an injury to Igor Shesterkin. I'm not 100% sure that that whole thing wasn't concocted from upstairs. Uh, I know when the cops, there was an injury there. Okay. So... But 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 you understand why I can why I would think that way. Yeah. And so the fact that when the plane touched down in New York, or we don't even know while they were on the plane, you know, Davidson went to to, and it was Davidson that went to to, to talk to Lundquist. It was not you know at that point it was not DQ. It was mm-hmm. Davidson that went to talk to him, and said, "Listen, this." Three-headed monster nonsense is not going to happen. So here are your options. Here's option A or option B. And, you know, who knows? Was one of them try, possibly trying Trey Georgiev? Maybe. We, we'll never know. But the point is, is that the option was, listen, you want to win a cup, right? And Lundquist yeah. said, yes. He, he, and Davidson said, listen, this team is not – remember, this is before they win the draft lottery and get Alexei Lafreniere. Which this still team doesn't is, put them close to winning. Correct. This team, as is constructed, mm-hmm. is not ready to win this year. So this is what we can do. You know, he was bought out on the 30th of the month and blah, blah, blah. This is what we can do to allow you to go free and try to win a cup. And in return, you know, in return, when your playing career is over and when we – Hang your number from the from the spikes at the garden. Mm-hmm. You know you will have some cushy job with the organization, similar to Adam Gray, similar to Roger Bear, similar to whoever else you know there is that has it. And every organization has them. Don't 
don't think, you know, the Rangers aren't the only one that has it. No, you even know, fucking Vegas. A... Even the Vegas Golden Knights have them. They just started. Right. right. So, you know, you're going to have, you'll have a cushy job up there. You know, Brian mm-hmm. Leach, another one that has, you know, the nice, the, the nice office up there and doesn't do a whole hell of a lot. And you'll no, have another one of those offices. Contract. Exactly. Yeah. You'll have another one of those things, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And if you want to, you know, if you want to dabble in management, you know, the way Messier did or whoever else has done, you know, we'll give you a nice big fat title, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and you'll do that. Exactly what was said between the two of them. It was a handshake, and that was it. And that was how that ended. So Davidson, basically, I, I really believe the argument was more between the head coach and upstairs than the head coach and the players. I I agree with that. And you got to remember, this is a coach who's remember coaches are always coaching for their job. Mm-hmm. He's got to worry about himself, his family, his mm-hmm. everything. So when you look at the whole Ranger situation, mm-hmm. DQ is the perfect guy to bring in. Ranger fans don't think he's sexy enough because he's not Mike Babcock or well, somebody I, like I, that, I, Gerard Gallant or somebody like that. Mind you, Turk, who had the most perfect situation in Vegas, kind of blew that one. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why Turk doesn't have another job yet. Um, I, especially I, since he I, was well, really well liked, really well wanted, and he, nobody took him in yet. Uh, I think I, I think I have an idea where Gerard Gallon ends up. Seattle. Yep. <sighs> yep. I yep. I I honestly, it was funny they were talking about this because they were saying how Vegas hired Gerard Gallant. Let's say it was April fifteenth. I know it wasn't April fifteenth. It was around April fifteenth, maybe the thirteenth or seventeenth. I don't remember the exact day off the top of my head. I know they were saying it during the game the other night, but I was kind of driving, not really paying attention to like minute details like that because I never in a million years thought it would come up on the show tonight. But what was said was expect Seattle, who plays their first game in seven months, mm-hmm. um, to wait until at least the regular season is over this year because you never know who could become available. Agreed. Agreed. Because there are guys available now. Turks available, Babcock's yep. available. As long as they don't hire John Hines, they'll be fine. I, Babcock, first of all, Babcock doesn't go there. No. Babcock doesn't but go there. But what know? I'm saying is, is there's a guy who's available, no, and, they, and they haven't made the move yet, which tells me that Ron Francis is kind of hoping that Rod Brindamore Moore becomes available. <laughs> That's exactly, I was thinking the same thing. I don't think that happened. I, I, I don't think I would hope not. any... I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that that happens. Now, do I think that there's a chance Kirk Muller might end up there? 
that I that I might see. I you know where I would like to see Kirk Muller end up? New Jersey? Yep. Kind of go full, a little full circle. As what an assist as what an assistant to Lindy Ruff? Fuck no, fire Lindy Ruff. Oh, okay. Lindy Ruff is terrible. There's a reason it took Lindy Ruff forever to get another job, and he had to become DQ's assistant. I think part of the problem with the Rangers last year was Lindy Ruff was trying to undermine DQ. DQ. Like, I wouldn't do this. Uh, you know. Well, you weren't successful you either, asshole. You know what? I, I, you know, I, I that wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. That 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 would not have that would not have surprised me that Ruff was that Ruff was trying to to get that job. That, that if everything hits me. the fan, mm-hmm. you know this whole Hank thing hits the fan. All right, mm-hmm. you know I can work. Well, I can knew, worm well, my he, way he in knew, there. He knew firsthand. He knew firsthand what was going on between management, the head coach, and the goaltender. And mm-hmm. his play would have been to Jeff Gordon and John Davidson. And let's just assume that they let's just assume that, that this happened. Let's assume at some point during last year they had fired David Quinn. And they named mm-hmm. Lindy Rock because he was the experienced coach on the bench as the interim head coach for the remainder of the season. The mm-hmm. first thing he does is walks up to the goaltender and says, Hey, big boy, go, go. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can write, you know, the, 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 the Broadway play one last time. King regains his throne and takes teams to the playoffs type of, you know, scenario. And that would have been the worst thing that could have happened to this organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, 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 that would have been the worst. That could have been the worst thing. Okay. Playing Lundquist when Shesterkin got hurt, that's a different thing. We, that's a different argument, playing him over Georgiev. That's a different argument. But playing Lundquist over Shesterkin, anyone, if that was his plan... I mean, there's no question DQ was totally right for for riding Shesterkin at that point. Yeah. And look, and, and Hank, to me, at the end of the Ranger run, I know Ranger fans don't want to hear this, mm-hmm. was a shell of himself. No, yeah, no you know, it was like Billy Chapel and For Love of the Game. Uh, trying to push the the sun back up and you know up a little bit higher just one more time, and that's what to me it was. It was just like, oh, I don't know, the whole end of the Brodeur thing in New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know, play. and it wasn't like nope. Marty couldn't still play. Marty couldn't play every night. The only problem nope. was the Devils chose the wrong goaltender. Mm-hmm. 
where they should have let Marty stay, play one of the kids, whether it was, you know, Wedgwood or Kincaid or somebody. Find mm-hmm. out if you have something. Let them play mm-hmm. 30 mm-hmm. games. Let the old man play 50 games. You weren't mm-hmm. going to make the playoffs anyway if you really sucked, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. you just tell them, all right, it's over. It's done with. It was a good run. We are going to try to reload here. We'll try to get you your 700 wins, which you should have done in a devil's uniform. It should have never went to St. Mm-hmm. Louis. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll play the string out here. We'll get you the 700. We'll get you the goaltender points record because we know you want that. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Keep it moving. But they didn't do it. And that's exactly what, if it hadn't been David Quinn, that's exactly what I think the Rangers' plan would have been for this upcoming season with Lundqvist and Igor Shosturkin. It would have been, hey, we're going to run Shosturkin out there in an 82-game season. We're going to run Shosturkin out there or – 45 times, 50 times, whatever the number was, you're going to play 30-some-odd games. Your job here is to do two things, is to, one, continue the kid's development and help him and be a rock there that he can lean on should he need it. Two, let you ride your contract out and retire in our uniform. Mm -hmm. But ultimately what happened... I don't think Hank wanted that. I don't think Hank was going to let them do it. I think that was the... I think think at the end of the day, I think Hank's biggest problem was Hank's pride got in the way. No, I I think Hank's biggest problem was his problem with with the head because the head coach wasn't on the same page as upper ma- of what upper management was was telling him in his ear mm-hmm. effectively that he could theoretically partially control his own destiny and the head coach was saying, Well wait a minute. I'm running the show here, not you and so it became headbutting between the goaltender and the head coach. And finally, the team president stepped in and said, listen, we can't have this anymore. So here's the deal. Mm -hmm. I know what we were telling you that we would love to do, but this is not going to work. In the end, this whole thing comes down to me is, this is why J.D. was brought back. Because they figured they needed, they couldn't have Sather make this decision. So who's better? J.D., loved by the fans. Let's let J.D. do it. Let's put J.D. in a no-win situation. Well, I don't, I, I, I don't think J.D., I don't think J.D. was in a no-win situation at all. I, I think, I, I think J.D. Went, was able to talk to him and said, listen, this is what happened to me when I was here. This is what happened to Eddie Jockerman when he was, you know, when he was here. You Unfortunately, know, it didn't happen to Mike because Mike got hurt. But this is what Correct. was going to happen to Mike. 
correct. No question. No question. This was what was going to happen to Mike. And so before this happens to you, again, mm. as it was starting to happen, but before it finishes, here's the easiest way out of it, Henry. Yeah. We're going to buy out. You get your money. You go play somewhere on the East Coast where you want to play. And then and, the minute you reach, you I'll retire, this we'll take you. care of you. You think if if Shusherskin doesn't get hurt in the accident last year, do you think if they went to him and said, look, there's a team that wants to trade for you. They're pretty good. They're a very good cup contender. You... Do I think he would have gone? Let's say they let, – let's just say – because of how the trade deadline played out last year, I'll play mm-hmm. this game with you. Mm-hmm. Kelly McCrimmon calls the Rangers and says, what's the availability of Henrik Lundqvist? Mm-hmm. Do you think that conversation could have ever, would have ever happened? <sighs> hey, Vegas wants you. They need somebody to back up Flower. <laughs> they have a damn good chance to win the cup. We think you'll like it for the end of the season. Do I Vegas? I don't know about Vegas. The one I was thinking you were going to say is Colorado. Because if that's call came with Joe Sackett. And remember, if you remember, Henrik said, made a comment about, I will always be a, ra- I, you know, I, I, I might not be here, but, you know, I might not, something to the effect of, I might not always be here, but I will, I will always be a New York Ranger at heart. Yeah. If it were Colorado, I think yes. Because I think the intent was he was thought he could go to Colorado as the number one. So he would have had to go to be a number one. I think so. I think he would have. I think he would have gone to Colorado. I don't know if he would have gone to Vegas. Okay, I just was starting. No, no, no. I no. I understand because because I'm telling you, if if that hadn't happened. With Shosturkin and Buchnevich getting hurt in a car accident. I think last year's trade deadline looks a whole lot different. And then this comes to the other thing. Does or did Colorado make the phone call? I don't know. I don't know if they did or didn't. I, I, I don't know if they made the I, phone call. I know they didn't. I don't know if they did or didn't, but I know the team that did it. I know Vegas made the phone call. But once Shesterkin got hurt. And then that, that's when Vegas at the 11th hour went and grabbed Robin Leonard. Grabbed Robin Leonard. Yeah. But the, but the thing – see, the thing is – the thing is with Vegas – they they would there's no way in hell 
they had so was Vegas's plan to buy him out for this year anyway? Yep. No, Vegas would have just okay. traded him. Would have no, Vegas could Vegas could have fit him. How would they wow. were able to fit was, they were able to fit Robin Leonard's contract under there. Yeah, but Robin yeah, but Robin Leonard's at five. At five, yeah. Henry Henrik's at eight point five. Henrik was eight point five against the cap. Remember that. Or maybe they just buy him out. They would have had to or they out. move or they move him somewhere else. At that point somebody right. would have somebody would have made a move for him. New Jersey would have made a move for him. Hank Hank would have then lost his no trade because he got traded. Oh, that's right. Yeah, once you get traded in the NHL, especially under the new um, cap or the new CBA, new your CBA, CBA gets yeah. your no trade gets no your no trade gets it. because I believe what the talk was was that Colorado has had the room for him, not just for last year but for this year as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why I believe that he he would have gone to the Avalanche because he could Joe Sackick would have guaranteed him. I think it was more more than anything about being guaranteed this year than anything else. Well, I'll tell but, you this. But again, there's no way Colorado could have fit him this year. Well, wait a minute. They made moves in the off season. Because they have a because they use that cap space. Yeah, but they had they wouldn't the, the moves. They wouldn't have had the mo- They wouldn't have had the money to make the moves. Correct. That, correct. They wouldn't have had the money to make the moves. And yes. let, let's let's go one step further. Let's go one step further. If Shesterkin doesn't get hurt, and if Lundqvist gets traded, mm-hmm. Kreider doesn't get resigned. Yeah. So the fact that Shesterkin got hurt, forget about Butchnevich, because Butchnevich only plays into this because, you know, but the fact that, that Lundqvist got, you know, that Shesterkin got hurt, Lundqvist got kept, forced mm-hmm. their hands to re-sign Kreider. Yeah. Well, I think they wanted to re-sign Kreider the whole time. And part of doing that was Hank, was getting rid of Hank's money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that I that I agree with you. That I agree. Mm-hmm. With you. But I but I wonder if they I wonder if once they once that whole thing happened, I wonder if they knew at that point they they had already made the decision that they were going to buy out Hank because they no. had to to make CK 20s money work. Hmm. I bet they did. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, they would have figured that. Mm-hmm. I do love just following the um, Twitter with this Megan thing. And let's let's also huh? not forget the reason why they have cap space is they do have guys who are they have eight point three on LTIR. They have four million who? free Colorado. Mm-hmm. They have four million free, but they have eight on LTIR. LTIR. So that's why they have four. 
Well, listen. I mean, we talk about. I mean, we talk about circ- circumventing the cap. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what Julian Brisewa did in Tampa. Oh. Julian Brisewa makes a trade with Ottawa for two guys who will never. He had zero intent of ever putting on a Tampa Bay Lightning uniform in yeah. Andrew Nielsen and Marion Gabbert. It was a paper transaction to get the Tampa Bay Lightning cap compliant. And here's the thing. Until Kucherov actually plays, which he's probably not going to play until the playoffs. Correct. Because in the playoffs, there is no cap. Correct. His money hasn't even hit them yet. Right. Right. He, 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 he will not, no even if, even if, let's say, let's say uh, April 20th, he is healthy enough to play. He will mm. not play a regular season game because the Lightning will not be cap compliant. Nope. Um, well, let, let me rephrase that. Unless something else happens to a to a big salary, for example. Yeah, if Vasilevsky gets hurt or Stamkos gets hurt. Vasilevsky or Stamkos or Braden Point, correct. Mm-hmm. And Braden Point's at 6'7". I mean, it'd have to be it'd have to be Stamkos or Vasilevsky to get him to get to keep them cap compliant, and they'd have to make another move. But I'm, but I'm just, say, I'm just saying to you, it would have to be um, Vasilevsky. They'd have to make another move. Stamkos, I'm not sure about. Stamkos is eight point five. Vasilevsky's nine and a half. Yeah, but no, no, no. But I'm, what I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying on the ice. Oh, Stamkos did. Sure. If Stamkos went, they'd still have. To, if if it was Stamkos to bring him back, they'd have to make another move to get him under because they'd still be in. Yes, yes, yes. Right, right, right. No, but I'm saying, but what, what we're talking about is if if Stamkos got hurt and then didn't come back to the playoffs, let's say, mm-hmm. so reverse the situation, they would need to make a move to replace Stamkos, like bring in a player to replace Stam- a big salary to replace Stamkos. They could they could play through, get to the playoffs, and then bring him back. You know, yeah. the same way they're going to bring Kucherov, same way they're going to bring Kucherov back in the playoffs. All of a sudden, by round two of the playoffs, if they make it that far, which you know they should, but you know they you should know. because their division stinks. Right, they should. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Kucherov shows up. Yeah. I mean, but you're right. If Kucherov doesn't get, if Kucherov doesn't get hurt, and and his salary doesn't go on LTIR, mm-hmm. the paper transaction we just talked about doesn't doesn't make any sense. Doesn't work for them. No, it still makes sense because it opens up four million. It lets them spend over four four million over. I was there was a whole thing about why Vegas hadn't done it yet with with Robin Leonard, you know, mm-hmm. and, and obviously they just did it, which something I said they should have done two weeks ago. But but can't you backdate that? You can't. You can backdate it, but it doesn't give mm-hmm. you savings. It only lets you spend. Over over the cap, right? Until that player comes back, and then when that player comes back, you better be. See, that's why Vegas doing that. Vegas has now saved enough cap space 
so that they don't have to use the emergency. They, there's a special rule for this year that's mm-hmm. called like. Hold on, let me see. Let me pull this up. Sinbin.Vegas did a great story on this the other day. Because mm-hmm. they did a deep dive on it. Um, mm-hmm. To figure out, you know, why, and it was like to answer questions. Mm. <sighs> well, I know you have to miss. I, I know you have to miss a certain amount of games it's before 10 you game. even right. go. First, NHL rules state that a player can be placed on injury reserve or LTIR retroactively to the date the player was injured. So no matter how long Leonard remains out, the Golden Knights have the option to place him on IR or LTIR. Mm-hmm. The benefit of standard injured reserve is to open a roster spot for a team. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on regular IR, you count against the salary cap. Mm-hmm. What the Knights have been able to do is they've used an emergency roster exemption. This is a condition in the okay. CBA that allows the team to add a player to the roster without accounting against the salary cap when they are unable to field a healthy roster of 12, 6, and 2. Okay. LTIR. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. LTIR is a tool that allows NHL teams to exceed the salary cap. When a player is placed in LTIR, a team can go over the salary cap equal to their player's salary. When Knights put Brandon McNabb on it, they were allowed Vegas to exceed the cap by $2.5 million, the amount of McNabb's contract. Uh-huh. Uh, so if the Knights were to put Leonard on there, they'd be allowed to go over another $5 million. When the players come off LTIR, the team must feel once again feel the roster is under the cap. So, so wait a minute. But I is it isn't it the isn't it actually the money? Isn't it actually the money of the amount of games the player misses? So, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's the a full. Lot. Yeah, it's not the full, right, right. but it's, what they're saying, they're just using that because they don't. They said yeah, it's a yeah, lot no, more complicated. I understand what you're saying, right? Right, right. But it's it's that money. It's that money that you're allowed to you build up that you're allowed to go over the cap by, and that's how these teams, you know, all of a sudden at the trade deadline, they have all this money to spend. Well, what they do is then is it's like well Vegas did this last year, um, the clear space. They would send guys down without having to make them clear waivers, like Cody Glass and Nick Hague and those guys. Like, so they would clear, you know, if Glass is making seven hundred fifty thousand, and I don't do the math. I don't want to do the math. Scott. Right, 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 right. No, I know what you're saying. But like at the end of the year, if you if you finagle it enough, you know, you can free up, you know. Whatever the players are. That's what they do by using this by using this LTIR. They they finagle the ability to go over the cap by that amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 guy was on LTIR, and then all of a sudden, 
they, you know, they're able to use that money to, 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 to listen. The idea of LTIR really was to allow teams that were right up against the cap, if a guy got injured, to theoretically go to the minor leagues and call up a player so they could fill the roster spot and have 12, 6, and yeah. they could have 20 healthy bodies. That was the original idea of it. But like any, like everything in professional sports, you find ways to circumvent it. Somebody found a way to finagle it. Yeah. So do I believe that when we have the next collective bargaining agreement, and again, we're not talking about that till what, 2026, I believe, when they, with, you know, whatever yeah. they, they add. I don't, I don't see. Mm, I don't see the union finding that to be a big deal. I don't see I don't see the owners finding that to be a big deal because the owners are the ones exploiting and the and the player and the PA understands that hey this has to be done sometimes. Right, but I, I, I just think that I wonder if the one I wonder if they're going to the loophole I wonder if they're gonna close up is the you know, bringing in guys, you know, who are never gonna set foot in your you know, put on your yeah. uniform. Uh, how, how many times was David Clarkson traded? How many times was Chris Pronger p- traded? How many uh, times was Mark Savard? You know, Mark Savard, was a de- Mark Savard was a devil. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he was a devil. Right, right, exactly. So, so some teams could make it to the floor. They're picking up all these contracts, you know, or other teams are using it. To, to immediately, as soon as the season starts, these guys are going on LTIR so they can be cap compliant. Yeah. In That's... season moving with LTIR, that I don't think they eliminate. But the the being able to put a guy on LTIR for the entire year who you've just traded for, yeah. knowing he's not going to pass a physical, that might go away. It might, it then, you know, look, and at that point, the team that, you know, a guy who had Gabrick or the T or the Bruins when they had Mark Savard, the team should not be penalized for that guy's number against the cap. I agree. No. I agree. If he's, well, well let, let me, let me say this. If he's your guy, if he's your guy and he's, Stays with your organization and he can't play, he should come off your cap. Yeah. But you should not be able to trade his rights, in other words, to pick up an asset to allow another team to do the same thing that you were doing. Yeah, but a lot of the, a lot of times when he like those trades are made. Like I know in Boston made that trade. It was, I think, for the Devils, and when they traded with the Devils for Lee Stepniak, mm. Boston needed to get, you know, to move him to get compliant. Mm. And then with trading Stepniak, the Devils were out of compliance. I, mm. I'm okay. I'm okay with it both ways, um, only because, like I said, you know. Unless everybody's they're going to wipe it away. Yeah, everybody's playing the game. That's why I, I, I don't think, and I don't think it's a big deal yet. 
you know, this isn't like the 12, 13-year contracts where, you know, at 47 years old, the guy's making a million bucks. Uh-huh. Ilya Kovac. Well, yeah, right, and then they, and then they, right, and then they basically they take the remaining. Remember, it's the remaining money. It's not the remaining cap hit. The remaining money. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, they they take five million dollars and divide five million dollars over ten years at two hundred at five hundred thousand a year, and that's what their cap hit is. For Kovalchuk, you know, or whoever it is, you know, yeah, the going bye bye. I think devil, the Devils have Kovalchuk on their books. Oh God! Mm. No, I I thought that was a Slow different there. issue because he, because he, he left. He they, he is was, on their books till at least twenty twenty four. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. That's at least twenty twenty four. I think it's like. There's something, yeah. There's something else with it. So he's so the Devils lose two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in cap space because of Kovalchuk. Big deal. Yeah, because they're not up against it. Um, right. But they have um, four million dollars, almost four million dollars this year, and buy and buy out dead cap money. If two point two five next year, two point five, two point two five the year after, two point two five the year after, two fifty the following oh, year. Oh, it's that okay. It's recap. It's the recapture penalty for Colby yeah. Chuck. Yeah, he is on the book for two hundred fifty thousand till twenty four twenty five in in the recapture penalty. Because the buyouts he would have, are. That's when he would have been a free agent. Right. The buyouts are Camilleri. Who they have one point six seven on, and that goes off their books this year. And Corey Schneider, who is on till twenty three, twenty four, at an even two million dollars per year. Jesus, does that tell you that's such a shitty freaking? Oh, that was a terrible contract. That was a terrible, terrible move. It's just like this year. And Guys are going put on waivers. Like Adam mm-hmm. Henry, because mm-hmm. they want to see if anybody's going to be dumb enough to claim him. Yep. And then you've got Ryan Murray coming off this year at four point six. They've got Votnin and Kulikov coming off. Votnin's at two million. Kulikov one point one five is coming off at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And then you've got. They they got a lot of money coming off this year. Yeah. Jack's coming off at five point seven five. Paul Mary at four point six five, and Gusev at four point five are all coming up. But well, they got they got to resign like McLeod's up. Uh, Jamie Kukinen is up. Sharon Govich is up. So those guys are just restricted. So, you know, they'll get a little raise maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's it. But, yeah, they they got a lot of money coming off. Oh, yeah. And nobody wants to play there. 
Yeah. What is it? You know, then there's taxi squad money. Vegas is seven hundred seventy-five thousand of buried money. Uh, yeah. Like here's the thing with Vegas. If you look at their multi-year summary on their on, on salaries, uh-huh. they have. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for it right now. I got it. They have 37 players signed next year. The total cap allocations are 90. Um, at least they get the tar off the books. Um, let's see. Hold on. I, I had it. It was like two pages ago, and I moved and did something. I can't find it. Well, they have. Okay. So retained salary, they have five hundred thousand this year for Tatar. So that comes off. No. They have no compliance buyouts. What do you want, cap geek or uh, uh, cap friendly? Uh, they have no compliance buyouts. Uh, the goaltender, the, the the emergency goaltender, they have up now. Dan. Mm-hmm. He, he's yeah. off at seven hundred thousand. Alec Martinix off at four million. Uh, no six up at one point two five. That's it. They, they, they that's it. Yeah, that's Everybody their team. Else, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the pretty good thing for them is next year Flowers done with seven. You know, it's going to be 2023 when they need to start actually signing players. Like to me, I. I what's Alex Martin? Yeah, they're you're you're right. You're pretty much right, George. Yeah, they they've got most of their team signed through through 2023. 20, uh, 22, 22, 23. They've got most of their guys. Yeah. So, like, in all seriousness, you know, yeah, the, what Alex you see Martinez is the, 33. They could resign. Mm-hmm. They could work out a deal where he signs for like three and a half to just stay to give him a little bit of a break. I mean, I could see Nosek gone. Oh, I could see Nosek gone. I could see Nosek gone. I could see Nosek gone. I mean, Ryan Reeves at 1.75. I mean, you could extend him like two years and make next year's money, you know, one and a half. Or or we'll give you a year extension to make it three. Uh I mean, I I don't know what they're going to do. Like, Riley Smith, I think, is one of those guys they have to keep around. But he, yeah, because he's 29. And they're a young team, too. Yeah. They, they, listen, they, they're the, they're the type of team that's, that that they're going to the way they're going to change this team if they believe that this team needs to be changed is they're either going to have to use a compliance buyout on somebody or they're going to have to or they're going to have to make a trade. That's the only way because they don't have the cap. And and remember, remember, mm-hmm. coming into I don't think coming into next season I don't think we're going to see anything with the cap going up. Yeah. 
I don't think that they, that we're gonna they're gonna make enough money, you know, with the, even with the fans that are coming into the buildings, that we're gonna see the cap go up for next year. Probably gonna stay where it is. The cap may go up a little bit for twenty two twenty three. But I don't think you'll see a significant increase in the cap until twenty three twenty four. Let's see. I'll pull up the MOU and try to read a little bit of it. Of course, Corey Schneider was a Devils player rep. Oh boy, I'm sure he mm-hmm. must. Add, I'm sure he must add a lot. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's a big file. It takes a while to download. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, again, I, I, I just don't I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see where, you know, the, the, the owners are looking. Listen, the owners are looking to get paid back for their losses due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Or, or a percentage of them. I don't know exactly what the, what the percentage is. And so, you know, until they get paid back, they're, you know, the cap's, the cap's not going to go up, you know. And, and, and once we get back to the, to, the, to the point in which we have full buildings for an 82-game, you know, we're playing an 82-game regular season. And remember, now, and I don't know, George, I don't know how this plays okay. into everything. Yeah. <clears throat> The upper limit will remain at $81.5 million until preliminary hockey-related revenue for just completed league year surpasses $3.3 billion. For okay. any league year where preliminary hockey-related revenue is between 3.3 and 4.8, the upper mm-hmm. limit for the following league year shall be between 81.5 and 82.5 on a prorated basis. Okay. If Example, if the preliminary HRR is $4.05 billion, the upper limit mm-hmm. will be $82 million. Once preliminary mm-hmm. HRR for the immediately preceding league year surpasses 4.8, the upper limit will increase by $1 million per league year until the escrow balance is paid off. The parties agree, okay. can agree to increase the upper limit in excess of $1 million in order to allow for a smoother transition into the lag formula. So the lag formula will not uh, establish between 2023-2024. So that's why I'm saying, that's why I still still think 2023-24 is when we're going to start to see, we're going to see a significant increase in the cap. Now, Here's my question, and, and it's probably not in that in that paperwork and something we don't we, we we don't know. How does the money that Seattle's paying for in for for buying into the NHL? What? How much is it? Is, I, I don't even remember the number, but but how does that affect HRR? I don't think it does. Okay. Yeah, it has a lot to do with affect. like paying off escrow and everything else. And that doesn't and that doesn't affect 
Yeah. So, I, I mean, listen, the, the, the cap, for all intents and purposes, the cap is where it is till twenty two, twenty three at the earliest, and twenty probably more like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. There's also concern. There's also deferred compensation in this year in this CBA. Uh, an amount equal to ten percent of each player's twenty twenty one paragraph one NHL salary salary plus signing bonus, but not for but for clarity, not including roster reporting or performance bonuses. I'll be deferred the twenty twenty one salary from the twenty twenty one without interest and paid in three equal payments on October fifteenth of twenty two twenty three twenty three twenty four and twenty four twenty five. Only players mm-hmm. with twenty twenty one twenty. 2020 2021 SPC shall be included in this. I'm sure what an SPC is. Um, in the event the parties agree to start the 2020 21 regular season after November 15th, the club shall pay each roster freeze player who, as of October 30th, has a. Blah, blah, a paycheck in the amount of 8.1% of his 2021 salary. Mm. This is hard to fucking read. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's not even. It's just, it's just like, this is just an amendment on the last one. So it's, so basically like in, um, like a regular business, like, a you know, my quarry job. Mm. All you do in an MOU is, is you're basically saying we didn't touch anything in the last agreement, but this is what we're doing going yeah. forward. Uh-huh. And, and not to bore anybody with listening to this shit because it's really a business podcast shit. All right. But when you start going through the CBA and like, if you're ever interested in like, and you want to read what these guys actually deal with, just read their CBA. If you ever if you ever can't sleep at three o'clock in the morning, just read the CBA. No, just go You'll to sleep real quick. If you're gonna do that, just go to U porn. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Just pull it out, start tugging it. All right, what else? Um, we've touched on Vegas being a wagon. They're just fucking good. They can beat you any way they want to beat you. They're they're mm-hmm. they're fun to watch. Great that there's mm-hmm. fans in that building. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace to 1980 Olympic player uh, Mark Pavlich. Yeah, I that saw some guy. Stuff, uh, I saw some stuff yesterday with um, the Rangers, but I couldn't find any more of it. I kind of wanted to. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, um, just a, that's just a sad story. The the whole Mark Pavlich thing. Yeah. Um, thoughts and prayers to his him his family. Um, mm-hmm. Do we want to go with the biggest surprise or the biggest dumpster fire in the league right now? Mm. Let's, uh, let's do the, I don't know, let's do the, I guess we'll do the, the good first before we do the best. The Islanders are a freaking, I I will say this, and I, I, I will admit when I'm wrong. I looked at the way that division mm. broke down. I looked at the fact that you had mm. Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington, and Boston. I said, mm. you know, even if the Islanders play great, there's a chance that they don't make it. Mm. Right? Like, I, I just I just thought, like, all right, you know, mm. they are proving me wrong. 
the thing about the Islanders is the, 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 we knew, and they are getting, listen, they are getting terrific goaltending from yeah. both Varlamov and Sorokin. But the, 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 the thing with the Islanders has always been, how are they going to score? And, you know, the development mm-hmm. of Oliver, Oliver Wallstrom, you know, uh, the continued development of, of Anders Lee, uh, Barzell. I mean, know, shit, Anders Lee he, has 10 of his 12 goals this year within, you know, seven feet of the crease. So, so they're, they're finding enough ways to score goals. Mm-hmm. Their goaltending has been that good over probably the last month. And, you know, I, listen, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about the Islanders. Um, quite frankly, when I looked at that division mm-hmm. at it and said Washington, Boston, the Islanders, and Philadelphia – were the four teams that I, I thought were going to get in. I, I, um, I'll be honest with you. I had the Islanders in Pittsburgh four and five, and I had the Islanders missing mm-hmm. by a point. Like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't think, I said, you know, I said, you know, when we did the hockey preview show, mm-hmm. I said that I thought the four New York teams would have – a hard time making the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. I thought New, I, I knew New Jersey and Buffalo would be playing for last place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I kind of figured like them, the island, them, the Rangers and Buffalo, would, like the Devils, Rangers and Buffalo would all be playing for like you know six, seven, eight. And I thought the Devils and Island mm-hmm. and the Devils and Buffalo would be playing for seventh and eighth, mainly mm-hmm. because I have no faith in Taylor Hall. And as everybody mm-hmm. says, oh look, Taylor Hall. Something's bothering me. I just want to look up and see what an SBC is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was telling you. It, the, the the reason I had the the reason I had Pittsburgh out is I I just was not I I just was not sold on their goaltending. I, I I just was was not sold on 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 uh, Casey DeSmith and and uh and and the oh god and the other uh the name just and and Tritz and Jari. I, I just wasn't set. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't set on that. Um, I, I didn't think. I didn't think the Rangers were there yet. I, I think the Rangers, in the other playoff format, the other playoff format with the with the with the wild cards, probably would have been for them. Than yeah. this format. True. Um. So, but in this format, I just didn't think they were they were ready yet for. You know, for prime time. Mm-hmm. And you know, unless Shosturkin came in and had, you know, basically. Because by by fluke he he was still 
unless he had that type of a year, mm-hmm. I didn't think that they were, you know, they were there yet. Yeah. They're they're get they're trending in the right direction, but they're not there yet. True. Um. But I didn't like Pittsburgh. I didn't. I didn't like New Jersey, and I didn't like Buffalo. Um. And I still don't like the Penguins. I, I still don't like the Penguins. I yeah, I still don't, don't either. Um, any... Yeah. No. So that's that's the thing, and, and I'm man enough to say that you know Pittsburgh to me is at the point where all right, it's been a cool run. Um, standard player contract is when SBC is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they Pittsburgh, unfortunately, it, it, it's, and, and listen, all, all teams, you know, all teams that, that, that have won, multi, win multiple championships in a cup era have to go through this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Pittsburgh is going to have to tear this thing down to build it back up again. Yeah. And they're going to have to do, you know, we, we talked about it earlier in the show with, you know, with Henrik Lundqvist, but they're going to have to, to do some things that are going to, you know, maybe not sit well with the fan base, but they're going to have to think about, you know, when do you trade Crosby? When do you trade Malkin? When do you trade Latang? You know, I, because because I I just think that that this thing needs to be I think this thing needs to be blown up and, and started from scratch I I just don't think that there's enough there to to try a rebuild on the fly mm. for them and I I don't think they have cap money I think they're another team you know Crosby yeah. that all three of those guys are making so much money. Okay. You know, and 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 I don't think that they've done and we understand they traded so many first round picks, you know, all these all those teams did it. Chicago did it, Pittsburgh did it, the Rangers did it, all these teams did that, trading first round pick after first round pick after first round pick. But they didn't do in Pittsburgh a good enough job of 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 the of of draft and development and of going out to Sweden, Russia, the Czech Republic, Germany, and bringing in guys that can help fill roster spots, but that that were also you know. A year or two after, we had the had the ability to be, you know, above average NHL players and 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 supplement, you know, the Malkins and the Crosby's and and the Latangs of the world. You know, Chicago Chicago did it. They found Panarin. They found this one. They found a couple of guys now. Though the goaltender Lankinen, uh, Suter. They they found a couple of guys now that are going to help them in that potential rebuild. Pittsburgh has neither gotten lucky with the draft or been able to go out and sign guys on the cheap through either college free agents or uh, or, or, or overseas that are going to that take them from you know being a 
a team outside of the playoffs to be a team in the playoffs. Sorry about that, kids. I had a little... uh... Technical difficulty there. Uh, we'll get Scotty right back up on in a couple seconds. All right. Uh, while we do that, um, here is a word from proper number 12. I want to give this to the world as, as a gift from myself and from Ireland. This is who I am. I am an Irishman. A true Irishman. Proper, proper Irish whiskey. Proper 12. It's in the name. Twelve is the district I come from. It's a small suburb in Dublin, Ireland called Crumlin. It's a place dear to my heart. With each bottle and with each case we sell, we are going to give back to the first responders. They are the people who enter the buildings when people are running out. And that's that's heroic to me. All right, I, I got to split anyway. Okay. All right, see ya. Bye. All righty, kids. That was a word from uh, Proper 12. Uh yeah, we had a little bit of a technical technical yeah, technical difficulty there at the end of the show. Uh thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more of the show. Uh have a great night. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.